I like that she's taking kind of the high road and, and kind of going back to that marketability of it all, right? I think that's really, really good for the sport and for them. America loves to come to a white woman's defense. She ain't even asked for any of that. Yeah. And we got Angel getting called classless and all kind of things like that. She ain't yeah, asked for what, any of that. Oh, that's what they said in the paper. There's some there's some dark web pages that ain't called a lot worse than that. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, aka Ferg, join my co-host Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. Um, I, I think I just got two things. First off, welcome inspire you on air listeners, all podcast listeners. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Appreciate you subscribing. Hey, tell like three to five more more of your friends, family members to uh, check us out and um, hopefully they rock with us. But I got two things on my mind. One, um, we, we, we talked about this subject uh, last week. There's an actor that's a part of a superhero franchise who has, um, you know, allegations of abuse against them um, with future movies coming out. And Ezra Miller. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not, not Jonathan Majors. Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. That's right. The guy who choked a woman in, in Iceland. The guy who... Uh, has been accused of grooming a 12-year-old who's now 18 years old, and they went missing for uh, nearly a year. Uh, so it was rumored that he like kidnapped this kid and was grooming him and having an inappropriate relationship with them. He still has his roles at the flesh. So again, as I kind of hinted towards last week, in no way am I condoning whatsoever, not in the slightest of what Jonathan Majors was accused of, but I am criticizing the coverage and and how one is covered versus the other. Because, you know, many people are speculating that Jonathan will get dropped if these allegations are proven true. Even if they're not proven true, some people are saying he may get dropped. Like I say, Ezra, who's had some weird behavior, um, he's still the Flash. So I just want to put that out there. And the other thing I want to put out there is, um, you know, I see on social media, a lot of shows trending like Snowfall, uh, The Last of Us, a show to me, the best show that's not really like I hear. I see some people mention it here and there. Bel Air. Bel Air is good. Man. It's a good it's... show. And season two might be better than season one. Yeah, did you just start watching it? No, no, no. I, I watched it last year. I watched it last okay. year. Um, and I think I like this season more because Carlton and Will are getting along. Mm-hmm. You know, season one, spoiler alert, they don't really, they have their differences. But this season, it's been cool to see them get along. And they've even had some misunderstandings and they worked through it as cousins. And it's just been really like for people who saying there are no positive black shows. And even this one got criticized by some because... Uh, some of the storylines in the show to me it's a realistic show even though they're extremely wealthy they have some realistic problems that we all can relate to it's a dope show yeah, man. and there's people going through that it's real for somebody mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, um, that's all I got man that's all I but got. I, they, I mean what I love about the show is they they do they do nods or tips tip of the hats to the original show like they don't yes they don't yes. follow the the storyline exactly but this mm-hmm. this character will pop up this name will pop up this little scene or something you're like aha yeah, aha. yeah. Even, even with the football game i knew where they were going with it with the uh the last pass being thrown to to carlton i was like i know it's about to happen yeah. it's that basketball episode yeah yeah, yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's so much so I mean, I don't want to spoil any spoilers because it's good, really good. Even the family I, reunion, just because that whole dynamics with, you know, sibling sibling rivalry and all that stuff. Yeah. 
the grandmother being alone, like all those, so many black women are, you know, grandmothers are by themselves now, you know, they're out living men and, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, definitely can relate to it. Love the show, love the acting, the ca- the cast of characters, everything about the show. The, I was the so nice happy. To black culture and black history. I mean, the the, yeah. the red tails and Tuskegee Airmen. You know, just just things yeah. that you wouldn't think needed to be in there, right? Yeah. Just it's just so dope. Yeah, yeah, but there's some there's somebody family members, right? You know, mm-hmm. it just I think the nod that hey, there's still Tuskegee Airmen alive. Yeah, you know, just one now. There, there, there's there, only there, one left now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that him for real? Yeah, that was him. He's a he's the last Tuskegee Airman left. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. That makes that extra dope. Yeah, extra yeah, dope. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I, I picked up on that. Like just the the very pro black, very pro. Like it, it's just, but it's so many different that we're not a monolith. I think hits on that show so much you know even Jazz Jazz is one of my favorite characters Jazz Jeffrey like these minor characters from the original uh, series get so much play they're still kind of a backstory or a or a a B character or B characters but they develop them so much more and they have so much more depth that like I rocked with Jazz I don't, I don't know who's my favorite character besides Will. It seems like Hillary has the storyline that has more, more lanes that they can use. Like, you know, Ashley, they kind of use her. They almost don't quite seem to know how to use her. They have her storyline. Yeah. Uncle Phil, but Hillary, like I say, after Will, she has probably the most interesting storyline to me in a way. Yeah. So it, it's and- been cool. You got to think about Carlton and what he's going through, though. Like, you know, he has a lot yeah, you know, of dynamic. I, com- I almost combine his storyline with with Will because they're like so many of their scenes are together. But you're right, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. But they but were best I, friends. They were they were the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and I like that they aren't trying to cram so much into a single episode that it, it feels like and I think that's why you don't see a lot with Ashley is because they're not trying to cram way too much in there like she has some sprinkles in there and I think that it'll pay off in the long run and they'll kind of focus on her a little bit more later on but I do think that they're doing a really good job of setting up for the future but focusing on the episode mm-hmm. and not trying to cram way too much and have too many things happen yeah. in, e- in each episode yeah. because if I you think about it, it every everybody's had their, their moment I mean you think about Ashley season one and we're only at what episode three or four of this season so season one when she was battling or discovering her sexuality right that was a whole Mm -hmm. thing i mean that was a that was like two or three episodes i feel like Mm -hmm. they kind of hit on that you know so the season kind of started with her and not to uh tatiana ali and stuff like that but it's let everybody build up and Ashley's only so old too. Like, how much drama do you want to put her in? Yeah, I, yeah. I think what Rosie said. <laughs> yeah. Like, they they said they set up the foundation that she gets older. Yeah. By the by the way, Bel Air has been already renewed for season three. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I was worried <laughs> that after the whole uh, Will thing, that that might have. Yeah, been. I, yeah. I, I I saw people speculating that. I I didn't think of it. I didn't think that though. Like, he's not in it. I know he executive you know, produces, produces it, thing, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Like, like, like. I, again, disagree with what he did. Not canceling him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of canceling, though, I, I, I know maybe shift gears. Um, you know, everybody has their take on R. Kelly and and his canceling him and his music and everything like that. Um, but a court actually awarded one of his victims his royalties. All of his music, and so Buff, you're one of the ones that's like canceled no matter what. Um, does that change a little bit of your perspective now that playing that music, none of that goes to R. Kelly, it either goes to the, the artists and everybody that helped produce it and everything, and the royalties go to the victims now? Um, well, you, you definitely have softened my position over these episodes discussing him. Um, I don't Here's the most that I can give R. Kelly. He's on a song with Young Jeezy that I like, and he's on a song with uh, Rick Ross that I like. 
that's about the most R. Kelly I'm going to listen to. Because for me, it's not just what he did. As I said before, when you listen to the lyrics of a lot of his more popular songs, he was rubbing what he was doing in our faces. You know, seems like you're ready. Uh, having Aaliyah call her album Age Ain't Number the Number with him on the album cover staring at her in a distance. So, I, I, you know, for me personally, I can't listen to a lot of his songs, if any, but I, I no longer knock people who do. And, and, that's, and that's because so many of our celebrities have done so many, you know, just terrible things from Miles Davis to Marvin, not Marvin Gaye, um, but James Brown. Uh, so, you know, people just like what you like and enjoy the entertainment that the artist brings. Yep, yep. So, but no, I'm not seeking out. I'm not listening. I won't be playing like 12 Play or 12 Play 2 or 12 Play 3. Did he go up to 4? Did he? Or did it stop at 3? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is TP2.com, which was a, a great album. <laughs> is that what TP2 stood for? 12 Play 2? Yes. yes. I did yes. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? TP2? Come on, dog. Oh, that joke was... I just, I just was... thought about that. Like, I just put them together. Learning now. something every day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what that's the... <laughs> I think 12 Play 3 was uh, all the, the Trapped in the Closet songs or whatever. Ah, okay. Okay. So... Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. But um, talk he about made the, some great music. He, he did, bro. He, made some he great did. Music, I mean, yeah. and that's the yeah. thing. It, it, I'm on that. I, I I'm with you. I'm probably not gonna be like, oh yeah, throw on R. Kelly and let me hear his songs type thing. But you know, if a DJ at, at one point, I was to the point where if a, if it came on the radio, I changed. You, you know, kind of what I talked about with Kanye. Uh, and and at this point, if it comes on, if a DJ's playing it, I'm probably gonna rock to it. If Ignition comes on in the club. I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to rock to it now. At this point, it's like, man, okay, I'm good. So I, I think I'm towing that line a little bit with it. But um, okay. along with the, the the courts and talking about that, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, uh, my universal white oh, yeah, woman, yeah. Uh, white actress. Uh, so any white actress that I don't know what her name is, it's going to be Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, I just assume that's what her name is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you know, we've been doing that for years, bro. <laughs> That that's been the default for. What? I thought you knew okay. that. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like if I if I call Z in here right now and I says like, who's my default uh, white actress? It's, it's definitely Gwyneth Paltrow. I didn't even know who she was. I didn't know she was. That was her. And um, I I didn't I didn't uh, know seven, what she looked like seven. until Iron Man. And, yes. and somebody had to Are be you? like, that's yes. Gwyneth Paltrow, and I was like, oh. I think I was joking, and, and Z was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And God. then and then what was crazy is Scarlett Johansson became my my secondary uh default uh white woman and white actress and didn't know what she looked like either. I didn't know she was uh Black Widow. Like it was, it's just it was the same you, same. You know scene. the names and they're they're so popular as a name, it was yes. just like whenever like, yeah. you know the white yeah. actress, and I'll be like, Gwyneth Paltrow? Like I, yeah. I assumed everybody was yeah, Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you but know, yeah, like, but, uh, talk, talking about her her legal actions, so um somebody was trying to sue her because they had a skiing accident and they said that she caused the skiing accident. And so they tried to sue her for like $300,000 or something like that. Uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow countersued for a dollar. And she ended up winning. And so her counter, the only reason why she countersued was that um, she would get the dollar. She would prove that it wasn't her fault. It was the other person's fault. And he had to pay her legal fees. So that's the only reason why she countersued. So she walks away with a full dollar plus the legal fees. Um, and this person, you know, that thought they were going to kind of get over on her. And they ended up paying, like, I think it was like upwards of $700,000 in legal fees just because they wanted to go after her. So shout out to her, man. That That's what I'm talking about when people come for you and you know you're right and you stand in it uh and just make make them pay you know it's not about the money at that point it really was just about clearing her name and everything else so i'm happy to hear that she she got through with that that's all i got um, and i'm sure fur you're going to talk about another little legal trouble that's happening right now <laughs> what would that be uh, <laughs> I, I, it, I, it, it, is, it is thursday wednesday and trump was arrested 
Mm-hmm. He was indicted uh, last week since the last time we mentioned the show. Uh, and Tuesday uh, showed up to court, was arrested, and had a his, his day in. Well, I won't even say his day in court. You know what I mean, it, it was the indictment. They read. They read the, a day in court. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think not, the follow-up is uh, December. Yeah, he pled not guilty. Follow-ups in December. Um, a lot of people are saying it's a weak case. Uh, and we were talking about this right before we started, me and Byron. And um, I don't think it's a weak case. I think it's not flashy enough for people. It's not something that's like, oh, my God, he killed somebody or something. It, it's like everybody wanted this this really fancy, nice thing where it's it's tax evasion right it's tax fraud and it's like that's not that's not sexy that's the and and but the funny part is he admitted that he did it and everybody is still like why did they bring him up on charges like like it's not illegal it's, I, it's yeah because it's illegal yeah it, <laughs> but uh, they want him to be they want to make excuses for him like he should be able to get away with that you know and the people who want him to be guilty want him to be guilty for something sexy like it's like mm, you know, it's almost like the mob when they get arrested for tax evasion, but you mm-hmm. want them to get arrested for like, Murder. dude, you're the mob. Like, this is selling drugs, Ricoing, like all this stuff, but you get them for tax evasion. That's exactly what's happening right now. It's it's kind of like um, when when Bill Clinton lied about Monica Lewinsky, and a lot of people was like, oh, okay, I understand that, like. He paid. He paid Stormy Daniels. Excuse me. He allegedly paid Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet about his affair with her while his wife was pregnant. Uh, and people look at that as like, oh yeah, I wouldn't want that to get out either. I understand. Like people understand it so much to where. So in addition to it not being sexy, the people who actually understand it are like, ah, I get it. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but they don't understand well, the whole part about election law. <laughs> and yeah. tax fraud like it's not that he paid her if he had just paid wrote a check to her it wouldn't have been illegal at that point it would have been him just kind of keeping it well it still would have been illegal because he was keeping it quiet because to further his chances to be elected which is election fraud but uh with that ta- the tax fraud is he paid it through his the lawyers companies. and the companies to go to her ask that it not be released so that leads to it being um, election fraud and hush money and it's like it's illegal when he the way he did it it's not what he did he paid, he could have paid her off to just shut up and go away and it would have been fine but the way he did it it's it's illegal to do that so for everybody thinking that it's not a big deal he may find himself uh, facing two cases because Georgia may decide to indict as well yeah and he still has that case pending with uh department of justice about the secret um or the classified documents at the documents, yeah so they're still looking at mm-hmm. that so though that actually is the bigger case and so but i don't think the justice department is going to bring that up I, I really don't think they're going to indict him on that but that's just my call on that one this is either going to make him I, and it's so crazy if this was anybody else this would completely tarnish their career this might be the boost he needed to get reelected to get the nomination I don't think he's gonna it, not, it's not the boost for the general election so it hurts him in the general I think it, it helps him to get the nod I think he's primed to win the general uh, he's already like at least 20 points ahead of the nearest competitor on the Republican side in, in DeSantis in the latest poll and uh, like we got to be honest with ourselves, or at least I'll put it out there because I hadn't heard anybody say this. Only reason Joe Biden won was because one, Trump didn't take didn't handle COVID as seriously as he should have, and two, we mail in balance. We had like a special provision because of COVID to allow people, like we had more votes than we've ever had because people were able to mail. It. So unless they keep that in, if they don't keep it in then we got to depend on those same people to show up, which may not happen. So he definitely has a great chance of winning the general again. 
Yeah, especially those red states and that have know, changed the laws to say we're not doing look mail-in votes and all of that stuff. And the fact that they just need something to galvanize on and the fact that there there's a witch hunt, a bigger witch hunt than ever. I mean, this is what brings his base out. I mean, somebody called him Jesus, right? Did somebody just kind of compare Mar- him to Mar- like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, <laughs> compared him to... Marjorie like, Taylor Greene? Yeah. Did she? Okay. Yeah, she said, he was, um, she said he's being persecuted just like Jesus and Gandhi. Yeah, that's... Those, you know, Jesus, Gandhi, and Martin Luther King are usually the names they go with. Mm-hmm. And now Trump. <laughs> uh, also, I think some of those states... I think some of those states changed their secretary of states too to put people that will find the 3,000 votes that he needs for their status. So Those 3,000 votes already sit in, the, they sit in the back room right now. Yeah, it's very <laughs> dangerous, man. Very. Alrighty, so, yeah. Trump's been, um... Trump has officially started. We're, we're, we're on step two with the indictment. So, you know, he showed up. Has another court date. We'll see how this turns out. Um, stay tuned. That's all I can tell you. It's a little late. Where uh, what's, what's going on with Sophie? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's here somewhere. Let me go find her. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got your bonnet on today? Yeah. Okay. You you got your hair her did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did it on Sunday. She took her braids out. I helped. Yeah. Take so any of the ladies out there that have to take down braids, shout out to y'all because woo boy, that is a process. He can't even do the bro, I, I thought have. you was about to volunteer to take down women's braids. I know, bro. right? I, I thought was... he was about to hit a Suge Knight on us. Any ladies out there that need it? Yeah, y'all, y'all can come. Y'all can come sit between my legs. I'll help you take them down. While what's it gonna be plays on the radio like a '90s movie theater? Like, yeah, all that. <laughs> what? What's it gonna be? Sophie, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, We're gonna yeah. edit this out, Sophie. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the editors. He's not gonna do it. <laughs> He's not gonna edit that out. <laughs> he needs to. She knows you. <laughs> All right, Sophie, you got a joke for us? I'm feeling lucky. Okay. I bought some expensive laxatives from my pharmacy. They gave me a good run for my money. I'm sure they did. Uh I didn't buy it. He did. He Uh. bought them. Hilarious. Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. We missed you last week. Your daddy actually had a good joke last week. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, you sound just as surprised as we are. Were. <laughs> no, I'm surprised that they actually agreed that it was a good joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was agreed. his top three. I mean it was a, it was a for him. You know he's no Sophie, <laughs> but him. you know for him it was a good joke. <laughs> Whatever. So you got your queued up for next week too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sophie. I love you. Talk to you later, baby love girl. You. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. That's song in my head now. What's it gonna be? Yeah, it goes. It goes hard. Welcome back to Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. To all our listeners, once again, when you hear the questions, we hear the questions. We shoot from the dome, shoot from the hip. Let's go ahead and get into it, fellas. Who's up first? Is it you? you I, I can go. It could I, be. I, I got. I actually got is. one. Yeah, I got one. So, um, because you know, it, as we get older and we start thinking back on the hobbies that we have and what we've done, and for you know, you called me earlier talking about like video games and stuff like that. I want to know 
what's something or a hobby or something that you never really got into, but you kind of look back and you're like, eh, I wish I could have, would have got into that. Or, you know, maybe that's something that I want to get into in the future or something like that. Um, because of my love for like, uh, especially the, the infinity stone, I think in the comic books, it was called the infinity stone saga. And in the MCU, it's called the, just the infinity saga. Either way, uh, because of my love for that storyline and a lot of the Batman storylines, uh, I look back and wish that I had been uh, more into comics because I could not stand comics when I was a kid. <laughs> it was so goddamn stupid. But um, I think these modern movies have made it to where they're not so cheesy. That's the other thing, too. Like, the movies used to be so cheesy to me, man. Like, uh, just, you know, a bunch of villains with, <laughs> like, ah. You know, um, I think the Dark Knight trilogy really, you know, turned that around for me. Uh, even even though people look back on the Fox version of X-Men as terrible, it had like a seriousness to it, you know, especially with uh, Wolverine that I liked. And that's what drew me in. Um, as opposed to the cartoons, a lot of times they were, I guess because they were cartoons, they were cartoony. But then when it translated to the movies and they also were cartoony, it just always turned me off. But I think it would have been cool because I got so into it. Like, Rosie, a couple of times I was asking, you know, which comic should I get? It got a couple of times I was like buying comic books and like reading them and some of them were like really good. So I think it would have been cool to like be into that because they have some really good storylines and just to learn what, what Stan Lee did like take a character like Black Panther like this dude came in with this character what in the was it the 70s 70s yep mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy you know what I mean like to come up with that man and, and, and not have people just white people just like revolt over that but <laughs> they did that's um, the funny part <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like he didn't give a like he, he stuck with it so yeah. um no no I gotta tell you a story about Black Panther though so when, when like talk about that revolt when he brought him up and he didn't have mm-hmm. a whole lot of white people in the uh, comic book and so the publishers were like hey you got to put more white people in the comic book so the next issue of Black Panther Black Panther took on the KKK so, <laughs> so he had him fight. <laughs> <laughs> see see like that is hilarious to me. <laughs> I'm sure they was like, not those kind of white people. <laughs> man, man. Like, the superheroes that I knew about growing up, like, okay, <clears throat> Superman. Okay, got it. But he's kind of like, I'm not going to call him lame, but he's like a, just such a... He's lame. A, he's, okay, he's one-dimensional. He's like just this good, perfect character, Captain America. Good, he's character. Russell Wilson. I, I mean you gotta think about it like like he is the quintessential like that's what Russell Wilson gives off right like (laughs) I'll just wrap it up with that though yeah man um I wish I was a little more into that because it's some interesting storylines and they're like you you posted a um a YouTube about what was it Blue Beetle Mm mm-hmm like there's so many characters that I have I've never even heard of. Like it's this vast world that I never even knew about. So I got two follow up questions for you then. Well, one follow up question, and it's a, well, I guess it is a question. So have you do you have you watched any of the DC uh, cartoons on HBO Max? I watched some. I watched uh, Vixen. I've watched a lot of the Batman ones that they have on there. Um, and- yeah. Go go look. Uh, and, go watch and, and, and Justice League. A lot of the Justice yeah, League. Justice League Young War. Justice is pretty dope. Stuff, I was gonna say really that, that, yeah. that was like me and Jasmine's show for a while. Like we was watching that for a minute. Yeah, that's real. It was really good. Yeah, Titans and Young Justice and all that. Man, it's it's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, I love Young Justice. All the Young Justice actually DC does have a way of kind of hitting on a lot of social issues. Especially like the last season or two of Young Justice. So the Justice League, they got multiple Justice League spinoffs. But the movies, I've been watching, I watched several of the movies lately and it's made me appreciate more of the other characters. 
you know, like I'm, I'm, I've always kind of been iffy about Green Lanterns, but I'm a fan of John Stewart. Yeah. Like, but you know, it's really good. So my question to you, Buff, who is your favorite comic book character and who, who would you like to see make a movie that hasn't made a movie yet? That's more, more than anything. I've always felt like Marvel, the MCU should do a Thanos series. Um, because I read the book. I read the book Thanos, the MCU version of Thanos. And like it goes all the way back to when he was born and uh, his mother and his father and, and everything that he went through. The book takes you all the way up until he gets the very first Infinity Stone, I believe. And so I think there's so much material there. Like we saw him in Endgame and uh, Infinity War, but there's so much material there that they could make a, you know, with, you know, they have what Captain America and Winter Soldier. They have uh WandaVision. I think that could be a really, really, really dope okay. Disney plus series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it, that, that, that storyline is really good. So, <laughs> yeah. Cause like he, he didn't even like fighting at first. You know what I mean? So it's 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 just it was cool to watch that journey. Yeah. Well read that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And how he ended up ultimately being manipulated into becoming what he was. It's like it it does soften a little bit of how bad he is. So yeah, it's yeah, really I mean, good. He's just a little evil. <laughs> wow. Such an inside joke. <laughs> nice. Well done, sir. Mr. Parasite Boy. <laughs> or the rent free <laughs> Oh, man. So, oh, if you're looking for a, a new movie that um, came out with DC, um, the Batman and Superman um, Battle of the Super Sons. So it's Robin and Superboy. Um, and it's it's really good. It just came out. So it's on um, HBO Max right now. So check that one out. Oh, which which Robin? Um, it's Damien. So and and a lot of people hate Damien. Damien. Wayne, yeah. yeah, but Damien he, is actually a yeah, he's, good. He's he's really interesting now. He's he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he about that life. Yeah, he about that life. All right, for me, mine is not as cool as Buff, but to no surprise, you know, I like music. Um, I wish I would have learned how to play an instrument. And out of all the instruments, guess what instrument I want to learn how to play? The flute, sax. Mm-mm. Good guess. Bass guitar. Close. <laughs> I definitely can see that. <laughs> the acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I'm too like I want to be able to just to you know throw it over my shoulder, <laughs> just be playing in a park randomly. <laughs> Fam, I got Ferg wearing a fedora. <laughs> Walking up in a jazz club. <laughs> no, man. I want to be, I'll be more bohemian. You know, like I, I can see myself sitting apart just playing or just open mic night, just take my guitar in there out the case. Don't plug it in, nothing. Just, you know, nice little light, sing a little, uh, little sing, a couple sing a little of ballads shanty. here. Little shanty, yeah, a little sea shanty, and like just <laughs> tap on the guitar, you know, just just vibe out. It's something cool about acoustic guitar. I I got one right over here. I just never learned how to play it, so I still got uh I still got time. <laughs> but uh, that's I think that's one of the biggest ones. I just felt like that because if like. I really don't have, uh, and this is crazy. And like, I don't. If somebody's like, "Okay, we're gonna put on a talent show tonight," it's like, "What's your talent?" I'm like, "I got, I got nothing." <laughs> like, you know, if we put on a three brothers talent show, what are you showing up with? <laughs> you know, Rizzy, you might be able to pull out the uh, your uh, trumpet. You, you still got the skills. I, I can still, I can still play a couple songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either, even if he doesn't. If he plays three blind mice, he got me beat right now. <laughs> I don't know what my ta- talent is. You can sing though, bro. You can do I, a little yeah, show I, tune, I, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can. I'm not a, I'm not a soloist, but I can, I can hold a note. You know, 
I guess that, that is it. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, you you were in Greece, weren't you? Like, uh, what's his name? No, we're not bringing He's up all Greece. No, we're not bringing up all stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. So, <laughs> yeah. For me, what about you? It's and and this is coming from me. This might sound super out there, but I actually wanted to rap. So, so, but our, our, our evil friends wouldn't let us rap. They wouldn't let us rap because they say we couldn't rap. So, um, that, that, I don't think I knew that. I didn't, I didn't know you it was sure. No, no. So for me, I, y'all, y'all remember the story? Um, of uh, it was actually Marquise. We were at, I think it was Marquise uh, or Melvin House, and we were all there and we were writing, and um, I, I spit a verse. And Marquise turned on Rapper's Delight, and he was like, "Bro, that's the most rudimentary like <laughs> rhymes ever." <laughs> and it, it discouraged me to the point where I, I like never rapped again. Like, I, but yeah, I, I really wanted to like you know show off my skills, yeah. and and I, I have done like some open mic poetry slam type thing. So I've written like poetry and verses and stuff, um, but I never like felt or had the confidence to put it on a beat and like really kind of get into a flow so I just left it to like spoken word versus like rhymes but um yeah that was that was my kind of I wanted I wanted to get in and I wanted to be I wanted to be a part of SWAT so that's how I ended up being the manager because I was like so they won't let me write but I can I can be I can be involved at at some point I was gonna be the hype man (laughs) but y'all see we were we were too we were advanced bro we could have been the the drakes yeah, yeah, the, the, it was fine. The, uh, all of that, you know. Yeah, I just, I just looked at myself. I was like, you know, all right, I'll certified, just be Diddy. certified lover boy. <laughs> you know, I, I would have been certified lover boy back in the day. You yeah. know, <laughs> but you, I, I wasn't, I wasn't talking about the, the street life, but you know, maybe that was it. Yeah, it that? just it, so, it, so, it so Marquise, Marquise was the. Uh, he was the Chris Rock to your Marlon Wayans. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Twenty years later. And to no, to no surprise, are you surprised Sherman shut me down? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Sherman just he spoiled he was, my dream. He, he was very, very good at that, that rapidy rap. Yeah. Yeah. I, anything Sherman is a quintessential creative though I mean when you th- think about the books and the, the rhymes and the rapping and the poetry because he wrote poetry too uh, like all of that he's just mm-hmm. he's a creative man I mean on on like a different level from a lot of people very true yep so good question man Thanks, good man. question oh man that was a good one so what was mine then so I had a conversation recently and it was about obligations. We're at the age, you know, we're, we're, we're all providers, protectors for our families and we do whatever we can to make sure they're happy and safe and all that stuff. And the my question was around how do you how do you balance the obligation to provide and protect versus for others versus the obligation for yourself. Like at the end of the day, like I think we're all working hard to provide a life and a future for our family. We all have goals and stuff like that. But I'll speak for me. Sometimes I think about like, man, I'm working myself. I'm putting so much stress on myself that I will accomplish a lot of these financial goals and other goals. But, you know, I won't be around. I might not be around to see it because I didn't work myself to death. You know, like you do all this. Will you be around? And so how do you manage that? Like, how do you prioritize yourself as well? Um, I actually think it's a, um, a constant battle, bro. I think um, it's something that you always need to try your best to be mindful of and and try to find that balance because there's always an upcoming uh, challenge, so to speak. Because like you talked about, it's pretty much providing and and taking care of others versus making sure you're taking care of yourself. 
where, well, there are always things that need to be taken care of that affects your family and those that you love. And you always need to make sure that you are overall taking care of yourself. So, you know, whatever's going on, like say for instance, um, I don't know, a big vacation coming up and stuff that's gonna cost a lot of money, but your family's really looking forward to it. You need to work overtime to, you know, take care of all the expenses. You gotta make sure you're not wearing yourself out to where you're no good on a day-to-day basis at home. It's a constant battle, man. I don't think we ever fully master it. I mean, I guess in a way you can fully master it, but I think it's something you always have to be mindful of, no matter how well you master it. You always got to make sure you're taking care of yourself at the same time, making sure your family's taken care of as well. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at, especially, that's a good example. Also look at long term, like, you yeah, know, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. you know, saving, investing and doing things. So, you know, the kids, if the kids want to go to college, if you want to set them up when they when they graduate from college, they want to, you know, Jasmine wants to get married. Are you putting money down on the wedding? Are you helping her get her first house? You know, are you setting her up? What are the things that you have, the legacy you're building? So her life is that much easier. She only gets one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even that, you know, putting that money aside, like how yeah. are you, you know, working towards that goal and doing those things? How much extra strain does that put on you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things I always consider, you know, one of my kids to be in a better situation than I was. Um, and so they don't have to go through a lot of the challenges that I did. So, yeah. It, it's like Buff said. It's a constant battle to put yourself first. I'm like one of the worst people about it, right? You guys have called me out about it. Like, put yourself first. You got to do for you. Um, and and one of the beautiful things that you guys have, and and you know, I always talked about Jen saved my life and everything. And I think that a little bit of that was my spouse took care of that for me. Like, she was the one that made sure. I took the time off and I didn't work myself to death and I used all my vacation and I, I planned fun getaways and, and, you know, places that the, the phone wouldn't really work. And, you know, we can go on hikes and all of that stuff. Like she, you know, I, I used to always tell people, um, you know, my wife plans my social calendar and I was dead serious about that. And it was because I knew I wouldn't do it. Like, and I see it now, right? Like I won't do it. I won't plan social events. I won't plan to go out. I won't plan to go have fun. And so I always depended on her to do that. Uh, And so for me now, I have to consciously think about what am I doing for myself? How am I, you know, not stressing myself out? If how, how to manage my calendar, not put too much on it. And it's definitely a constant struggle. You know, I have to be, start seeing myself like I'm getting tired. I'm getting annoyed. I'm starting to get snippy with the kids. What do I need to take off the plate? Right. I, when they start saying, what are we doing this weekend? And some weekends I have to say, I'm not doing anything. We aren't doing anything. Y'all, y'all can go out in the backyard and play if y'all want to, but I am not going anywhere. And so it's that, that balance of, working yourself to death, stretching yourself thin, trying to hit all your goals and feel, you know, fulfilled in life and be on social projects and all of that stuff. And and sometimes it's just, it, it gets overwhelming and you just got to be able to notice that, identify it, um, and then ratchet back and pull back and say, I need a day off. I need a, a, a me day, right? I need to call in sick and just take a day sometimes. And, and sometimes that's what you need uh, and being and feeling comfortable taking it. And having to tell yourself constantly, it's okay to take those days, right? Your company gives you these sick days for a reason. You hear that all the time, but that really is what they give them to you for. Take them, right? Take your vacation days. You shouldn't be, if if you can't hit your goals uh, for your job while you take your vacation, then your goals are probably too high and, and you got to feel comfortable. And that's really, really hard for like somebody in sales or somebody that's an overperformer to say, I'm going to take this vacation. And if I hit 80% of my goals and I still took my vacation, man, 
right? Because you want to you want to hit your goals and you want to get promoted and you want to do all that stuff. Uh, and and that, that's the balance in that, right? So that's the real hard part about it is not overperforming and not doing everything you need to do to hit the hundred percent or one hundred and twenty percent of everything. Um, and then you're you're so tired because you can and you can't actually use the money or whatever. So you know, be, being finding a comfort zone wherever that is, if it's an eighty percent, ninety percent, and saying. I hit that I'm good right and I and and I use my vacation versus I got to hit the 110 percent um and that way you can kind of find that balance in it so because I, I I see a lot of the stress comes from work for a lot of people right and if it's not work it's all the other social things you do but most of it is work uh when you talk about that balance and so just kind of thinking about it like that that I'm gonna take my vacation and then I'm going to do as much as I can to get to my hundred percent, not I'm going to do as much as I can to get to my hundred percent and I'll get my vacation if I can. When you use the word vacation, you have to be very direct or, you know, how you use that because we did spring break a couple of weeks ago. I needed a full vacation from spring break. Yep. You know, driving the kids around, you know, hitting multiple, you know, places and doing all this stuff. I was drained by the time I got back from spring break. And we did two spring breaks because my wife's a teacher and I t- did a miniature spring break with her and did another mini with the kids. And I mean, essentially two spring breaks driving around, you know, Texas back and forth over the course of a week uh, was pretty draining. But, you know, you guys are both hit on that balance. I think that's 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 the challenge. And I, I'm very transparent about me and therapy one of the things I've talked to my therapist about and he brought to my attention is recalibrating that balance too, right? Because this worked three years ago, you found this balance three years ago, you know, for one, we're older, you know, just age, you know, stress, whatever. But now your kids, I had two kids three years ago, but now the demand with two kids is a little different. My job is a little more demanding, you know, so now saying, oh, I'm able to do all these things. And it's like, OK, let me recalibrate. You know, now my kids are in these sports and these activities and all that stuff, because my my fear and it's, it's on multiple levels is I want to create a life where my kids can participate in, in numerous things and activities and stuff like that. But I also and this is maybe me being selfish or me just work. Uh, getting the best of me. I also don't want to be the one of those people where my my entire weekend is cannibalized by my kids events where, you know, I'm working Monday through Friday. I get off Friday and we're heading to a soccer tournament in Beaumont and we're spending the whole weekend in Beaumont. And I do this every day for every weekend on some level for 10, 15 years, you know, and we need those weekends. I need that time to unwind. I need that time. But it's like, am I being selfish? Because now I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we ain't about to do all that. Like, I, I need my weekend. You know, if they're doing you know, Taekwondo on Thursday, bowling on Wednesday, you know, this like you might have one day to your week where you, you know, you have a random event to yourself. Where you, four or five days out of the week, you're you're working five days a week. And then you're the four or five days out of the week, you're doing other events for other people because at a certain point, we just become our kids chauffeurs. And I just kind of, I worry about that. Like, am I going to be that parent that's always gone? I'm going to be that parent that's telling my kids no. You know, is that selfish of me to say, I, I don't want to do those things? it's uh, not and so I I fight that battle yeah it's it's definitely not I mean you have to set those limits I mean there's a big difference of saying you can't do anything and you can't do everything right it's literally I've told my kids pick one you're not doing them all so which one do you want to do right (laughs) Um, or no we're not doing travel ball because you're not committed enough or you, 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 I'm, I don't see that you're trying to, I'm going to the league. And so I need to be in travel ball and this, that, and the other, that's very, very different than I'm just in rec league. Like the farthest I'm going is about 20 minutes down the street. If on a Saturday for an hour. And then after (laughs) that, we're coming back home and I got the rest of the weekend. Right. So it's, it's very different than being in an AAU or travel ball where, like you said, you got to drive three hours because you got a tournament or whatever every weekend or and that type of stuff. 
it's definitely not um you know selfish to be able to say no we're not doing all of that here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna let you play sports Um, you can go outside and play you can play in the neighborhood or whatever i think that's totally fine you know to to kind of set those boundaries and, and and be give as much as you can but at the same time give them what they need i mean it's a big difference of what they need and what they want i just want to put out there too um self-care doesn't always have to cost money you know like Razio said he tells his kids sometimes we're gonna just do nothing self-care can simply just be taking a day off work staying home doing nothing at all like you don't always have to i know a lot of times self-care is like taking yourself to dinner and a spa whatever Sometimes it could be just chilling at home, catching up on your shows. So don't always think you got to spend money for self-care. Yep. And and not feeling guilty about it, because a lot of times when people do do that, in the back of their head, the whole day it's like, oh, man, I, I feel guilty about taking the day off or I should be checking my emails or, man, what am I missing? You know, and that, that fear of missing out. So you got FOMO and all of that. It's like just zone out and, and get out of having to be constantly connected to the rest of the world. Right. And and that's why people go camping. That's why people go hiking. You know, sometimes people will say I'm, I'm taking a, a, a bubble day and I'm not going to talk to anybody else. And that's OK. And, and letting your friends know that and giving your friends that space too to do that, especially if you're one of those clingy, needy friends that's like, I got to talk or your girlfriend or boyfriend. It's like, I got to talk to you every day. Sometimes people just need a day and give them that day and, you know, and, and be able to communicate with your other uh, uh, counterparts to say, hey, I, I need a day. I'm taking a day. I'm off duty, right? Telling your wife, your spouse, or whoever, hey, I'm off duty today. I just need a day, right? I might be in the house, but I'm not here. Because I tell my kids all the time, I'm off daddy duty. I ain't I ain't daddy right now. So <laughs> y'all on y'all own, y'all raise yourselves, cook some ramen noodles. I don't care. Next four, five hours, don't bother me. Like I, I just have to tell them that sometimes because it's like I if not, when you do come to me, I'm gonna snap on you. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be angry, you know, or I'm, 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 I'm going to sound angry and I don't mean to. So I just need this little bit of time. And, and they, they kind of get the boundaries, right? Or even if, even if they want to be up under me, like Ollie will come and just sit up under me, but not say anything. He's like, I'm just here, but you know, boom, I got my iPad. I ain't bothering you, but I'm just up under you. And so we both can kind of get that quiet time, that alone time. But at the same time, he, he, if he wants to be up under me, that's cool. So Set the boundaries, even in the house. Well, fellas, we had some great conversations today. I mean, we I think it's time. What are your thoughts about just wrapping it up for today? Let's do it, man. We got a. I I definitely I didn't have a question, but I got a lot of talk time, man. So I'm okay. good. Well, Buff, you know, <laughs> we're going to start with you next week. How about that? That works. That works. Better yet, why don't you go ahead and go ahead and uh, kick it off for us? Uh... All I got, man, is um, first off, I enjoyed talking about talking about Bel Air at the top of the show. That was that was dope, by the way. Uh, but all I got is one. Uh, I was listening to our previous episode, last couple episodes, and I noticed the amount of commercials we have now. I just want to let the listeners know we don't control that. Okay, so we don't we don't pick how many ads or whatever like that. That's a that's a Spotify thing. Am I right, Rosie? Or is it, or is that you, Rosie? That, that's that that's you? me. That's me programming. So <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I take that back. Blame Rosie. <laughs> but uh it does speak to but be happy for us. It does speak to our growth that we have, you know, real commercials. Commercial. You know, man. Yeah, exactly. Real commercials. So um and that that goes to show you how we don't rehearse this show. <laughs> see, <laughs> see how I just spoke on that. <laughs> but uh, but no, seriously, it, it speaks to our growth, man. So I hope you guys are happy for us. And uh, I mean, when I'm listening to the show, sometimes I barely even notice the commercial. Like they just flow in, and then it, it picks back up. So hopefully they're not annoying you too much, um, and that you're you're happy that we're continuing to grow. Uh, other thing I want to say is. Um, I want to start briefing you guys politically here and there when I can. Uh, And one of the big things that the Senate worked on before they went on recess was repealing the Iraq war authorization of um, 93 and 2003. But basically what it is, is they have officially ended the Iraq war. And they also it's a move to get their war powers back. Because, you know, when we went to war in Iraq in 2003, 
they kind of unilaterally gave the president all the powers that Congress normally has as far as declaring war. So this is an attempt for them to get those powers back so that future presidents have to come to them whenever they want to go to war. Uh, and it was bipartisan. It passed by a vote of 66 to 30. So um, we'll see what the House does with it. And I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Biden administration has said that they will sign it if it comes to his desk. So that's what your Congress and Senate has been working on. Nice. Nice. That's actually a good thing. I, I was really worried about that whole just giving it away. And, and I, I think when they did that, um, I posted something from Star Wars where the New Republic um, started. And it was just like that. That's mm. literally what they did in Star Wars yeah. was they gave the emperor, you know, all the war powers. And then he's like, welcome to the New Galactic Empire. And it's exactly what happened. So I'm glad they're trying to What's bring that back. What's funny is whenever you see candidates, whenever you saw candidates uh, run for president after Bush from Obama and everybody who ran against him to Trump and everybody that ran against him, they always criticized that. But then once they became president, they was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to give that up. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to hold on to it a little bit because they tried to do this when Obama was president. He was like, huh? <laughs> so when I... Y'all try to get uh yeah, I I'll talk to y'all later about that. <laughs> and I think that was a true fear when Trump was president. Yeah. I mean that those first those first like ninety days you gotta let's take it back a moment. Those first ninety days of Trump, people just thought like this nigga about to start a war. <laughs> like that we that was a real concern. Like I feel like who was he beefing with at first? Did he get into a Putin initially? Or nah, he always loved Putin. He was somebody that was it Syria. Yeah, Syria is like the only country that he he sent that one bomb. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the one thing that you can say about it. he didn't really get into any wars. He's definitely anti-war. Yeah, but I mean, I thought people thought because he he did something like he was talking reckless to somebody like China off rip China. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was, and we were like, nigga, we about to go to war with China. Mm-hmm. And have this dude as the commander in chief. <laughs> this ain't about to end well. He's uh, kind of talking greasy to North Korea too before him and Kim Jong reached an understanding. Yeah. Oh, you crazy? I'm crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. Um. Well, you know, I've been hitting on black girl magic oh, wait, a lot wait, lately. Uh, so. let, I, let me finish up I'm before okay. you. Yeah, no, you good. Um, the only thing I had actually was. To shout out to Monique, man, she, um, you know, got her Netflix special that she's been suing for for the last four or five years or whatever it was. Um, you know, she 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 secured the bag finally. So uh, I don't know if what she did worked or she finally worked out a deal or whatever. But shout out to her for kind of, I guess, knowing her worth uh, in quotes. Yeah, you, you guys on the, the radio can't see my quote fingers, but knowing her worth and getting the deal uh, eventually. So she held out. She got the deal she liked and, you know, she got a special. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard mixed reviews, but I'll probably give it a go this weekend and see how it goes and see if it's good or not. But um, shout out to her for actually getting the deal, though. Bert, your you're, look. I don't know. I wouldn't Oh, oh, okay. I'll be about to talk about somebody that we haven't mentioned at all. Let's see who you talk about because I I, I, I don't think you. mine mine was not. Are we talking about LSU no. and uh, Caitlin? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, yeah. How... we went the whole show oh, and they mentioned Angel oh, Reese. God, what the hell is wrong with us? Oh Lord! <laughs> Shout out to the Louisiana State University uh, hey. ladies basketball team, the twenty twenty three. NCAA champs. Hey, give my girl. What's the last name? Jasmine. What was the last name? Reese. Reese. No, not Angel. Oh, Angel Reese. Uh, uh Jasmine. Oh, the, oh, the one that I'm came so off sorry. the bench. That um. Yeah, yeah. yeah they dropped points. She was averaging eleven points, and in the championship game, lit them up for twenty-one in the first half. She needs her flowers. Like Angels get deservedly so getting all the flowers. Jasmine needs some flowers too, because. She really helped pull away from Iowa, and they wound up just holding on to their lead in the second half. 
Yeah. And it's just and dope to see like women's basketball and people like surrounding it. And like that, that is just really, really good to see that people see that the games are just as good. They can be just as exciting, you know, that type of thing. So it, it's, it's good to see. I mean, every, every moment of this, this tournament by far was 10 times better than the men's. Like I just, there was, I mean, I never, and it was so funny because we were talking about it a few episodes ago, and Buff's like, "No, I don't watch college, college basketball." Yeah, yeah. And now, like, and I still don't. <laughs> I did watch that game though. I still yeah, don't. but I, I watch. I watched several women's game, like the the Elite Eight, the Final Four. Like they were balling. Like it was. It was. It came down to the wire. Those ladies played hard. You know. um which uh but, my stance my stance is people do support women's sports when it's good. Yeah. It was and good. That's it. That's why I got if, supported. Mm-hmm. If you build it and you make it entertaining, and I mean part of it is you gotta sports have to be entertaining. You have to have a good guy and a bad guy. Honestly. So so was Caitlin, is she the bad guy or is Angel the bad guy? Depends. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't. You got to give somebody, you got to give somebody, somebody to root for and the other team to like jeer for. So think about the closest thing I can compare this to in my lifetime. And I was a kid when this was bird and magic. Yeah. That's what I kept feeling like it was for one, you know, you had people who were just like, she's the best thing ever, you know, and she can't be beat. They can't be beat. And the team went out, the team went out and beat them. Yeah. And I'll, I'll you tell know. you, Caitlin, Caitlin is probably the better individual oh, yeah, she's basketball player. She's definitely, player. definitely better. Um, but it's just that LSU had the better team. Yeah. But that's the thing about, uh, think about bird going in, like, Bird was supposed to be the superior player, did all this stuff, and he lost in the um, NCAA championship, championship to uh, Magic. Yep. You know, Magic went and got then Bird went in, got Rookie of the Year. Like it was, it was all this stuff. It was this big. I was, I wish both of them were going to WNBA this year. Yeah, yeah. Like if they were both, the, w, the WNBA does too. <laughs> if they she were why, why, why won't they? Like I, I, she can't. I would, she does. She she doesn't. She doesn't meet the qualifications. I think she has to be twenty one, the year twenty one or twenty two, the year going into. So oh, okay. she doesn't meet it. So like they're you know I think and I think they're both juniors, but and the chances of them having the same level of competition. If this is a back to back, if they meet again in the finals, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. bro, but this is what the WNBA needed. This is what you know. And this is a shout out, out to ti- what is it, Title Ten, where you had to have title the equal. Nine, is it Title I Nine? Think. Which title? It, whichever one it is uh, that said that women's sports had to get equal or you know or a proportionate amount of funding uh, and everything. It's we're getting to the level of basketball that they're playing because of that, because they were starting to get more funded because they were getting facilities access because of all of that. Now you're seeing that the, the women could play just as good. It's just that they just didn't have the facilities. I think we talked about when we talk about the trans episode, women just weren't getting the support all the way through from elementary all the way up. So there was going to be this gap, right? Uh, this natural gap that started creating or being created by that. Now, you know, we can talk about, you know, the the physicality of it and guys being a little stronger naturally, that type of thing. When you talk about skill levels and stuff, there's going to be the, the, the gap shouldn't be that wide is, is probably the best way to put it. I mean, I think they they've they have a chance to market it, 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 the talent level in the 70s and 80s and 60s weren't that good for him. It's it's. It's about can you market it? Can you build something the audience is going to appreciate? And I think if they can capitalize off of this, run with this, um, they got some dynamic uh, young female athletes coming in. One just signed with she's the first high schooler to sign, get an NIL deal with the Jordan brand. She's coming to college next year. I think she might be going to USC or something like that. If they can start getting these these women athletes that people want to support, get behind. They can make them interesting, get some, you know, good guy, bad guy stuff. Because they say Magic and Bird re- revitalize the NBA. Mm-hmm. That whole, that whole rivalry. Revi- 
if they can capitalize off of this and the hype, they live up to the hype, dude. If you have Reese Caitlin too this time next year, the men's tournament will be an afterthought. I don't think the men's tournament will compete with that that type of hype. I think uh, South Carolina versus LSU would have been just as good too. Yeah, like the game would be, yeah. but the marketing no. Because no, if, the marketing, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that would have been a great game, but you wouldn't have had this like, damn, who this little white girl? Like that's sort of like everybody wanted to figure out who this Caitlyn was. Like who the hell is this chick that's putting up forty? She put up forty one a game, a forty point yeah. triple double. Like Chicken these ball. are things that were unheard of. So, you know, and, and Angel told Jill Biden, "Nah, we get it." Yeah, that was also crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was the fact that. You know, and, and Caitlyn though lady. again going back to the, kind of the, I, I think that was a really good Caitlyn def- when it defended she's, Angel. She's like, y'all need to get off of her. I mean, this is this is competition. Talking? What are y'all talking about? When everybody was like, yeah. Angel was like, you know, being unsportsmanlike and everything. Caitlyn's like, that's that's part of the game. That's trash talking. We're both competitors, and she declined Jill too. Like, no, this isn't our time. We we lost. Yeah, the, lo- the losers don't LSU, go. Losers don't go. That yeah. ain't what we do. And so I I like that she's taking kind of the high road and, and kind of going back to that marketability of it all right I think that's really really good for the sport and for them America loves to come to a white woman's defense she ain't even asked for any of that yeah and we got Angel getting called classless and all kind of things like that she ain't yeah, asked for what, any of that oh that's what they said in the paper there's some there's some dark web pages that are called a lot worse than that <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true you know, so, but I mean, at the same time, you let's be honest. You had black people who were just instantly mad at Caitlyn as well. Like when they started, like the on this side of the the the, the train track, people just became anti Caitlyn. She like I ain't even do nothing. Like <laughs> it's like if she would have said anything, black people didn't rock with her. It's still some black people that go around with it. Like, she, she did that. She did that. If she was the same person, same personality, same persona, but she was black and killing like that, they it would have been all good. But you know, it is what it is. It, it's that's that that twelve percent racism I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just automatically root for everybody black. Like who'd you root for in the LSU versus Iowa game? You rooted for LSU? Why? Have you ever? Are you an LSU fan? Nah. But they pregame the Bootsy, so hey, I'm on it. <laughs> your, your your choice your choice in team might be considered a little bit racist, but you know that that's only two percent, so you're good. You know, if you can, if you can be under fifteen percent racist daily, you know, you know, you're you're good. You know, so that's all I ask for. That turns so, into a whole other question. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Check us out. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. <laughs>